Hi, everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your host, Doyle. Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. All right, hey, Flyers fans, welcome back to another jam-packed week of the M&P Podcast. Things to cover on this week's episode, the Flyers lost a bunch of games, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, and Chuck Fletcher lost the Trade Wars. Doyle, how you doing? <laughs> the Trade Wars. That's what I'm calling it now. The, the trade um, wars. Yeah, Flyers, uh, I guess the proverbial... Uh, seat that Chuck Fletcher is sitting on is back to an easy uh, 50 degrees because the Flyers have lost, what, four games in a row now? I will give you the scores of each with the description of all the games. Uh, so they lost 4-3 to three to the Kraken uh, last Sunday. That was um, before, you know, the other thing happened. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost to the Kraken on Thursday, six to two, and actually have a post game quote from John Tortorella talking to the team. Um, and I think I think Travis Konechny and, and Travis Sandheim chime in. But listen and see if see if you can tell me if you hear them. You know, some people have no willpower, no brains, no vision. They just drift through life like lumps of crap. What is she talking about? And you have all those things. You're just afraid to use them. Don't be. See, that's sweet. I thought John Tortorella was a nice man. He was, uh, Travis Konechny and Travis Sanheim have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, because they have no idea what's going on. And then they kept up. They kept up that. Um, they kept up that that trend, losing six to two Saturday against the Canucks. And I actually, this was just all John Tortorella said in the post game press conference. What the fuck happened? <laughs> so, so there's your week in Flyers hockey. Nothing went right. Everything went wrong. They lost all their games. Um, and two yeah. in embarrassing fashion, I would say. Yeah, two were brutally. John Tortorella was proud of the Canucks, I guess, uh, effort, saying it, the score didn't dictate the game. But, uh, you know, it's, what are you, you going to do? I didn't really watch the game. I was too busy celebrating someone's birthday. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was going to stay longer, but uh, so I told you in the morning. Uh, I woke up, went to my parents at six o'clock. My pa- my parents down in Mystic Island to work on my Jeep, and we started working on. We needed to put in new headlights, new taillights, and new blinkers, all LEDs. So mm-hmm. me and my dad get through the taillights. Twenty minutes. I'm like, this day's gonna fucking fly by. I'm gonna be home by like twelve o'clock. <laughs> be ready to drink beers. It's gonna be great. Then we start on the blinkers, and the left one, with removing all the plastic and fitting in the new light, that took two and a half hours. Oh my god! So we get everything back in place. My dad goes, "Awesome! Now we know what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna knock out the right side real fast." <laughs> the first piece we tried to take out ripped the whole fender off the side of the Jeep. <laughs> so we're sit we're standing there with the fender in our hands, and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "All right, one problem at a time." <laughs> <laughs> so we started fixing the lights at seven o'clock. I didn't leave my parents' house until five thirty. Um, oh my god that's and i didn't get home till like 6 30 so i did make it out to double nickel i wanted to rub it in drew's dumb face um that i came out and supported friends something he doesn't do because he quit our podcast and And he has ai ai uh comedy bits that are better than his right so as a little surprise to you uh a belated birthday present i ran um two two of drew's jokes through the punchlines for you and i want to give you what we got 
So the setup starts with, I ran a successful Flyers podcast with my friends, but then I quit because the Flyers made me sad. His punchline options are, number one, I decided to start a podcast about the Philadelphia 76ers, who are much sadder. Two, (laughs) it was called Crashing into the Pylon. And three, it's called Woe is Me. And I thought the Sixers one was pretty good, but then this the yeah. second one's my favorite. The punchline is, or the setup is, one time I farted on a bus and made two separate people throw up. <laughs> and the punchlines were, it's funny, I don't even remember doing it. That was a very good day. And it's a talent I'm working on perfecting, which are all punchlines <laughs> Drew would actually write. So, <laughs> uh I was trying a bunch of different setups, and then eventually the machine tells you to stop it. You have to, like, take a break because you're doing <laughs> too many. Stop it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I eat kids' snacks after I bang their moms in Delco. <laughs> the machine's like, no, I can't make more jokes for you. <laughs> We're just going to have to have, like, an AI-generated voice come on and do Drew's bits Yeah, when, as our third host now. When, uh, when Dr. Mike's brother sent us that link to the the thing drew's like oh no this is gonna ruin the art form (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like it's already writing funnier punchlines for you than you would (laughs) uh anyway uh so the flyers stink um there's no uh there's no good news in sight because right there hasn't even been any jbr trade rumors chuck fletcher said it's going to be very hard to move money this year, right? Because it's the flat yeah. cap. Okay. However, Chuck Fletcher being outfoxed by uh, Kyle Dubas in Toronto. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yes. Another GM in the league is being creative to get a player or two to their team. When you sent me this this uh, news break, I was like, that seems like a lot to give up for Ryan O'Reilly. And then when I looked at what they traded, like it was, but not really. Yeah, they gave up like I get, and I, I don't know the full details, but I'm assuming like Minnesota eight salary or something. Here, so I have it. I have it right here. So Toronto acquired Ryan O'Reilly, Stanley Cup winning team captain Ryan O'Reilly. Right, I think he was the captain of the Blues after Petrangelo yeah, left. I think so. Right, and then forward Nola Achari from the Blues in a three way trade. So the Blues get a 2023 first round pick, the first round pick that Chuck Fletcher said he would never part with because you know things. A 2023 third round pick, a 2024 second round pick, forwards Mikhail Abramov and Adam Galdet. Now, I I think Adam Galdet and Abramov are probably AHL guys. I don't remember hearing their names at the NHL level. Doesn't matter. The Blues retained 50% of Ryan O'Reilly's $7.5 million cap hit. And then the Wild got a 2024 fourth round pick in exchange for retaining 25% of Ryan O'Reilly's salary. So that's all the Wild did, was just take some money and get a draft pick. Yeah, see, that's... I mean, one thing, I guess, that you can laud Chuck Fletcher for keeping his first-round pick this year is that the Flyers are not anywhere near as good as the Toronto Maple Leafs. However, the Toronto Maple Leafs are getting creative with... You know, we want, uh, we're going to get a, a rental, a couple of rentals, I guess. I don't know if Nolchari signed long-term or not. But uh, you get Ryan O'Reilly, who is a, he's going to be, what, like a third-line center for them, most likely? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's on the downside of his career, for sure. Yeah, he's like, I think he's like in his early 30s, but he's 
you know, he's going to slot as a third line center from, you know, I think he was playing like first or second line center for the Blues while he was playing. So it's like, that's obviously going to be like a huge talent jump for their third line. And, you know, that's going to make a pretty big uh, difference for them moving forward. Yeah. And maybe they actually get out of the first round for once. I was going to say, it's maybe it, they finally have the center depth to win a playoff round. Nola Achari is on aspire, an expiring contract. He's uh, an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, I think the big problem is, at least for Ryan O'Reilly, is um, off ice, right? Toronto has so many Tim Hortons. And allegedly, I want to just point out. Allegedly. He drove his pickup truck into a Tim Hortons once, hammer drunk. And then drove down the road, got in the passenger seat, said he wasn't driving, and the cops couldn't prove it, so he never got in trouble. All, of course... Allegedly. So I did a quick look at TimHortons.ca. That's the Canada web address. And there are a lot in Toronto. Oh, boy. So you're saying that someone should take Ron Arai's keys away from him? I, no, no, I would never say that because it was, it was never proven that he actually drove into a Tim Hortons. I'm just saying this is something to watch. Like a good TV show on Netflix before it gets canceled. Keep your eyes on Ryan O'Reilly in <laughs> Toronto. But no, that's uh, I think the, all the Leafs need now is like a real goalie, right? And they have Matt Murray still, or did they get somebody better? They have him and uh, what's the guy Samsonov from the Caps? Oh, Ilya. Oh wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, maybe they'll make some noise this year. I think it's a crafty trade. I think it's one Chuck Fletcher would never have thought of um, to just ask a third team to retain a quarter of the salary. Now, in Chuck's defense, he's like, I don't have any draft picks to give teams to retain salary because I spent them all to get Rasmus Ristolainen and, and to get rid of Shane Gostisbehere and to get Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, and to get Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> all of which, which now you say those three sentences and your best defenseman on the team right now is probably Rasmus Ristolainen. So. <laughs> How far yeah, have Rasmus, you fallen? <laughs> Rasmus or or Cam York or Nick Sealer. Uh, well, so Nick Sealer generating some buzz. I read, uh, I think it was Carcitti on whatever site he worked for now, was like, Nick Sealer is the big trade piece. <laughs> People were just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they. so the rumor from, I think uh, Elliot Freeman said it on his podcast was, People are calling about Nick Sealer because he's playing very well as a third pairing defenseman, and he signed next year for like seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, but remember, in when order he's... for the in order for the Flyers to trade him, they would have to be wowed by the offer. <laughs> well, they don't want to get rid of one of their top defensemen. Remember in the summer <laughs> when we were like, "Oh, this Nick Sealer deal, I guess it'll be fine as long as he plays on in like in the AHL, never really sees the yeah, Flyers as long lineup." As he... And yeah, now he's, he's your the seventh defenseman. He's your top trade target <laughs> because he's the yeah. defenseman who's playing the best on the best term. It's just sad. It's it's sad that this is what it's come to. Still, no, I yeah, there there are definitely people out there who are like, don't trade him unless you get like a third round pick or higher. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, that's uh... you really not think like. You know, we can trade Nick Sealer for like a third or fourth round pick and just make hell I would trade or Ronnie Adder to come up I would trade Rasmus Wisterlinen his his, it might have been Angry Jim I don't know who said it they had an article about like is this the time to trade Rasmus because his value has never been higher and like yes he's 
He's playing well. I don't think this is going to keep up. If his time in Buffalo yeah. is any indication, I don't have confidence that it's going to go for the long term. Yeah, exactly. He's This is the first time he's playing defense in his whole career. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to take advantage of the iron's hot and get rid of that whatever $5 million a year for six years you gave him or $6 million a year for yeah. five years. The old Andy Mack contract. Because you're already saddled with Sandheim. I don't think anybody wants Sandheim at all. And, and nobody will want Sandheim. I, Joe the Rat's happy about that, I bet. Yeah, that was. That but I think the the only thing that makes me feel good about this is that Ron Hextall is also trending, and I clicked on it just to get a feel okay. for what's going on. Let me just was read. It just it. a bunch of angry, like shrieking about how he's not doing anything. Yeah, here's one. Here's a good one. Uh, just rooting for whatever path leads Ron Hextall getting the fuck out of town. Uh, <laughs> fire Hextall and Burke into the moon, or hire me. I can sit on my hands and do nothing to make this team better for free. <laughs> I'm not mad at the That's organization. Fenway is, or I'm mad at the organization. Fenway is allowing this to happen. Hextall isn't fit for a GM gig. He's awful. Stop expecting him to fix this mess. He's had enough time. Pull the plug. Ownership is allowing this. And then my favorite, hey, Ron Hextall, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I really oh, enjoy. If they only knew. <laughs> I really enjoy that Ron Hextall has not uh, systematically destroyed one franchise. He's now destroying their rival. So in a lot of ways, maybe he just hates the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I I said from the beginning of him getting hired that he just went to Pittsburgh to be like a deep cover agent. <laughs> well, he can't manage an NHL roster. Everybody's angry. He re-signed guys like Jeff Carter. Um, the Penguins now have no cap room, which is very not Ron Hextallish of him, and they don't have a goalie. So the whole team is the whole team is up in arms they're going to waste the wi- the remaining window of Crosby and Malkin and as a Flyers fan with nothing to look forward to this is about as happy as i can be yeah i think they isn't Dumoulin due for an extension after this year uh probably uh the t- <laughs> i'm not sure if you are aware of this but the tweets in this trend are not pro ron hextall or pro reason <laughs> or pro rationale it's it's a lot of no, people yeah, just yeah. Telling Ron to put certain things, certain size things up his ass and then leave town. <laughs> so You got to love the void that is Twitter. I know. I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to see that he's blowing up uh, another team and didn't just ruin the Flyers. Albeit, why bring in Brian Burke if you're going to let Ron Hextall do the same exact things he did in Philly? It seems like a mismanagement from Lemieux and, and uh, whoever owns the team now. Yeah, um, yeah. They they uh, they really don't know what the hell they're doing. They apparently don't have a fourth line, which is killing them. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Ron Hextall is uh, up after this year. You would think like Ron Hextall when in, when he was in Philly, he built a team that was almost entirely fourth lines, and you can't even put one together when you have a gen- <laughs> two generational <laughs> talents as your top centers. So <laughs> that's a real bummer. Yeah, they have uh, Zucker's coming off, and then Rust and Raquel are signed for a pretty long time after this for five mil plus. I wonder when Crosby and Malkin retire, or if they well, play Malkin out. just signed a new like six year contract. I know, isn't he old? He's thirty six. That seems like a lot. That seems like a bad choice. And then. 
Crosby still has uh, two more years after this at his $8.7 million cap hit. Dude, that's wild. He signed that contract for so long and when it was like the height of all the money he could make. And now yeah. Connor McDavid's like, whoops, I'm making $5 million more than you. He's also on pace for 100 points in like 60 games or something stupid. Did you see that? Yeah, he's unreal. That's bananas. And we could have had that in Connor Bedard, but the Flyers keep winning games. But maybe they're on the path. They're on the correct path. Yeah, the, they, last time I looked at a Tankathon, they were the eighth worst team in the NHL. I mean, they're up there. Did you see that chart that I sent you and Joe the Rat of? So I don't really understand Corsi, but this chat or this uh, chart was sorted by goals against per sixty minutes. Higher number is worse. Uh, the Ducks defense pairing of Benoit and Klingberg were number one at four point oh nine. Coming in second. Mm-hmm. Sanheim and D'Angelo, 3.72. And you think, oh, it can't get worse for the Flyers. And you scroll down the list a little bit. Coming in at 7th, Provorov D'Angelo, 3.51. Coming in at 8th, Sanheim and Ristolainen, coming in at (laughs) 3.34. So (laughs) here's a nice mixture of your six defensemen who are fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Tony D'Angelo seems to be dragging most pairs down. Like, the I don't... So Corsi basically... It explains like it. I don't. I don't know. If you're on the ice and you're bad, the numbers show it. And three of the Flyers' defensemen are in the worst defenseman Corsi category. Uh, and Sanheim pops up in two separate pairings. <laughs> now, do you wonder if maybe that eight-year extension Chuck Fletcher handed out to Travis Sanheim may have turned him into a silly goose? Yeah. May have been a bit of a stretch. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, I don't know. It's not looking good. The Flyers have really no tradable assets. There's been no rumblings. Uh, Kyle Dubas, I guess, has set the market for like trades. So now, if the Flyers don't get anything for JVR, fans are going to riot in the streets. And- well, you already had what Horvat was traded. That kind of set the market, and then this trade. So you know. Chuck Fletcher, I feel like, has waited until the 11th hour to complete anything during the trade deadline. The trade deadline's March 3rd, right? That's the last day to make trades? Uh, I think it's March It's 3rd. either that or the 6th. Yeah, Friday, March 3rd at 3 p.m. Okay. So I don't really know what his plan is, but I would offload people now so they're arguably worse. Less points, higher draft pick. Look, I just ran Tankathon for the first time, and the Flyers moved up to the first overall pick. So. Oh, there you go. But wh- that's if they finish where they're at today. If they keep winning more games, it's going to throw off everything. Well, they've just got to keep losing, and they're doing a pretty good job of it right now. I know. This road trip for them was not great. Um, I didn't think the Canucks and were they had good. And they had to play Calgary at 4 o'clock when you're listening to this. 4 o'clock on a Monday? Yeah, because it's President's Day, I guess. It's not President's Terrible. Day in Canada. Yeah. Terrible, <laughs> terrible scheduling once again by the NHL. <laughs> Canada still bows down to those, those uh, pork pie eating rubes over there across the pond. We kicked your ass <laughs> in seventeen seventy six. We'll kick it again if we got to President's Day. <laughs> Celebrate George Washington going across the Delaware, slaughtering slaughtering a bunch of British people while they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> we have to murder them when they're in bed. They'll never expect it. <laughs> 
And by God, that's what we did. And we threw some tea in the river, and we didn't have to pay taxes anymore until we implemented our own taxes. And then we started paying those. So, you know. So, same as it ever was. History repeats itself. Uh, fun note about Calgary, yeah. though. Jonathan Huberto's agent was tweeting out some salacious tweets, apparently. I didn't really understand it, but everybody on Twitter was like, oh, my God, does Jonathan Huberto already hate Calgary? And everybody was like, yes, he does. So <laughs> Calgary's not fun. So that's cool. Um, maybe the Flyers will beat them, but hopefully not. Um, but enough about the Flyers. I want to talk about your new 2023 NBA dunk champion. Did you happen to see this yesterday? No, I did not watch it. Okay, was so your dunk champ is a guy named Mac McClung. Oh, Mac McClung. Okay. Yeah. I did hear he was participating. I didn't realize he was in the NBA dunk contest. So, yeah, he's on a two-way contract. Apparently, he's tearing up the G League. Uh, popped on Twitter this morning, and he won with uh, this. This is going to mean nothing to people listening, but if you are listening, go find the video on Twitter. It's everywhere. Everyone standing, <laughs> including us. Young fella, and a reverse. I have one thing to say. Welcome to the NBA. <laughs> he looks like a 12-year-old child. Um, he does. He does. He doesn't even look like he's graduated high school. Yeah, and now he's dunk champion. I don't know who else was in the dunk contest. Is it like it was before where like people took it seriously and everybody is in it, or is it just relegated to like whoever shows up, basically? I don't, I don't know anymore. Um the last dunk contest I paid attention to was like seven years ago when it was uh, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Was it Aaron Gordon? I think so. But that was one of the craziest dunk contests probably since like uh, the Iguodala one. Iguodala and Nate Robinson. The After they snubbed Iguodala from that from winning that one, I never really watched the dunk contest ever again. I feel like you just said a lot of words, and I don't know any of them. Yeah, because you don't pay attention to the NBA, so. Yeah. You know what else I don't pay attention to? Uh, NHL outdoor games, because <laughs> apparently there was one yesterday, or on Saturday. Because they're never marketed. Uh, no, but I got home from... I got home from Double Nickel and I put the TV on and it's just they're playing outside or maybe it was I got home from my parents. Either way, there was an outside game on. I don't think I saw a single commercial going, oh, my God, watch the the Hurricanes and the Capitals play outside in Raleigh. Exciting spectacle. Big game. Fireworks. (laughs) Were you aware? Are we surprised at this point? No, I yeah, it was uh, uh you know the Canes did win four to one, but tonight No was... Stop it, Trayvon Miles. <laughs> Trying to read an article about the game. Trayvon Miles is chiming in with his top notch reporting on the about stadium the series. I think the Hurricanes won. It was also a, a kind of a blowout game. I think the Canes are up like four nothing when I turned it off. Or four one. But either way yeah, I had zero idea. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> it's not like it was on TV anywhere at the like the brewery. I think they're showing reruns of uh, Gunsmoke, <laughs> the old cowboy Gun show smoke. from MeTV. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess that's cool. I don't, are they doing any more outdoor games this year? Don't they do one in Canada too? I have zero clue. I don't know anything that's happening in the NHL, and I feel like that's their fault. Yeah, their marketing is horrific. 
so it says the stadium series was yeah on Saturday, not yesterday. It's like we're recording this on Sunday or something. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. You know, what are you going to do? But uh, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, the NHL is really, but it's doing great. It's doing great, and there's no problems, and it's better than ever, and the salary cap's going to go up. Oh, wait, no, it won't, because Bally Sports declared bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. yeah I told you that uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago that that was looming. Yeah, so apparently they officially missed their payment, and they're going to file bankruptcy, and the NHL board of directors had to have an emergency meeting to discuss how like the 13 teams that have it as their regional sports like coverage provider will no longer have like <laughs> if you live in one of these 13 towns, you're no longer going to be able to watch games. Not that you could anyway, probably due to blackout restrictions, but <laughs> now you're really yeah, fucked. God, <laughs> like, God forbid you try to watch it on a streaming service. Yeah. So that's going to happen. And that's of course, all the talk about they expected the cap to go up, but now that they lost a major broadcast partner, uh, the cap might stay stagnant for another two years, which is good news for the flyers who tied up all that money. In Rasmus Wisterlein and in uh, Travis Anheim. And Sean Couturier. And Sean Couturier. And, and Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the cap, though, where the, if you go back like a few episodes where I did that promo about the salary cap and read that guy's explanation, it's actually really good. It makes a lot of sense. I don't remember any of it, which is probably yeah. par for the course, most of what we do. It'll be, yeah. They'll, so, yeah, exactly. Things are looking up in Flyerland. <laughs> We're screwed. Uh, the salary cap's going to stay flat for like at least three years. Chuck Fletcher's going to be like, well, it's just hard to move money in a flat cap era. And they're just there's no trade partners because everybody we've drafted is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they'll pick next oh, year's Nolan we did Patrick. Miss, uh, we did miss one thing, Jeffrey, before we end this. Okay, what is it? The Flyers hired... Uh, oh, they did. Well, yes. Comcast Spectacle fi- uh, hired a... New CEO David was it Helferty 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 he's Irish it's, uh, yeah goes to uh it's a tea. Finn McCool's a lot I can't I'm trying to Google is like did you mean David Helfgott who is apparently an Australian <laughs> concert pianist uh, David <laughs> he's a penis a penis P- a piani <laughs> player a pianist. <laughs> If you type David Flyard hire, you get articles about Dave Haxtall, who is proving that his time in Philly, uh, he was shortchanged and that he's actually a good coach and he's uh, leading the crack into the playoffs. Your thoughts? Maybe uh, maybe I got the guy's name wrong. Daniel Hilferty. There it goes. There you go. Daniel Hilferty. Daniel Hilferty. David. David Daniel Hilferty. Uh, That's a D. So he is hired as chief executive officer and will partner with Dave Scott. Now, I believe it was Charlie who said in his athletic article, again, I don't subscribe to the athletics, so this is all conjecture based on tweets, uh, that Dave Scott was still going to focus on the Flyers and Hilferty was going to focus on all of other, all of the other Comcast Spectacore um, ventures. So, so basically, nothing has changed. Yes, I don't think that this is going to lead to the Dave Scott is fired thing that a lot of people want. I think that they're just going to work together to fix some stuff. So, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even care if Dave Scott's <laughs> fired. Just fire the goddamn GM. 
Yeah, I mean, they said that he's like a big. This Hilferty is a big sports guy. He also led the bid for Philadelphia to get the World Cup in 2026. Yeah. So it shows that he likes sports. Now, does he understand hockey? I don't know. I think he said he was a Flyers fan, um, but he wasn't. Yeah, the he's hell. a tenacious Flyers. He fan. was the previous uh, head of Independence Blue Cross, so maybe this will finally be some good news for the Flyers medical staff. Um, they can finally get the treatments in <laughs> procedures they need done right the first time because insurance will cover them. Yeah, instead of paying fucking HMO. Yeah, sending Sean Couturier to Mexico for his back surgery. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no mano. Uh, Bacco. <laughs> Bacco. Bacco. CC. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I don't think this. I don't think anything's gonna happen. Honestly, I think he's just he's come in to kind of clean up the other stuff that Spectacor has going on. It is interesting that they're making him CEO to partner with Dave Scott. I think Dave Scott stays chairman, but he loses his CEO title. Yeah, so he basically just it's not like a promotion has upward one job yeah. instead of two jobs, basically. So I don't. Nah, nothing's probably gonna change. Honestly, it'll be the same as. Same as it was, you know. <laughs> Chuck Fletcher's going to botch the trade deadline. And everyone's going to be like, oh, that's our Chuck. And then they're <laughs> going to play the ending music from a 90s sitcom, and then it'll cut to commercial. That would be... That's that's exactly what I'm expecting at this point. <laughs> they just have a, a, like Steve Urkel, a, a Jaleel White, and he's just like, did I do that? And then there's Fozzie. Yeah, that's exactly what Chuck Fletcher's going to do with the first trade he signs off on. <laughs> and there's Fozzie, and he's like, waka waka, and we paid all this money for these cameos do you like them (laughs) never mind the fact that we let jvr walk for nothing and we re-signed never mind that we kept jvr because we thought we were in a playoff push they do think they're in a playoff push they're close to the playoffs though i'm surprised how bad the east is outside or the atlantic eastern conference in general i think um with how bad the Flyers are playing, there's still like there's like an outside chance that if they reel off a bunch of wins, they could. I feel like they have to jump too many teams though at this point. Well, your top three are the Canes, Devils, and Rangers. They're all between 82 and 75 points. The Penguins, Islanders, and Capitals are at 63, 62 points. Flyers at 54. That's only eight points behind. Realistically, is Atlantic it going to happen? Like? No, but it could. The Atlantic is. Uh between 89 and 73 for the top three panthers sabers red wings 62 60 senators are at 54 or 56 so that's like two so like five teams they would have to jump over to get even a sniff at the playoffs maybe they make some trades at the deadline they go out become buyers pick up up some talent you never know (laughs) pick up some expiring talent you never know man Let's see. Where are the Flyers at in Tankathon? The Flyers have 54 points. So who's less than them? The Canadians have 50. The Blue Jackets have 40. Woof. Uh, the Blackhawks have 39. Coyotes have 47. Sharks have 45. Ducks have 40. So the Flyers are still like they're floating in like that lower top 10. Well, as long as they stay there, they have a shot to get the first overall pick. I need them to get into the top five. I think, I mean, obviously everyone's prize is Connor Bedard, but from what I've been reading, the top five are all like, we're going to jump into the NHL as soon as we get drafted. And the Flyers need that instead of like a, 
well, Jay O'Brien is doing like a lot of meditating and he's going to be ready to go. It's like uh, from that SpongeBob episode <laughs> where Patrick has the rock that he puts in the snail race. And he's like, you go when you're ready, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them pressure you. Do it. You do it at your speed. That's Jay O'Brien. And then Jay O'Brien is just going to, he'll win the race, but it, the winning the race is getting an NHL contract without playing a game. So, yeah, so basically, I would take anybody in the top five, really. So hopefully that happens. Yeah, that's fine. That's all I want, really. And then hopefully the team turns it around, but I really don't know. I guess maybe Sean Couturier comes back. I think Ryan Ellis is probably retired forever, right? I don't think he's ever coming back. I just They should just say that at this point. like. Well, then it's cap circumvention, and you got to be careful. Can't uh, Can't be circumventing the cap. Well, Shea Weber is still getting paid, and he has never—he's never going to play again. So they could definitely do the same thing with Ryan Ellis if he's never going to play again. They traded Chris Pronger to Arizona. He was working for the NHL. Yeah, he wasn't even. <laughs> he was like an executive in the front office. Yeah, and he was still getting paid by the Coyotes. Uh, yeah. So that's where we're at. Uh, the Flyers lost three games. They're coming up on a trade deadline. They're listless lumps of crap that just flow through life. And, uh, and we will continue to talk about it next week on the M&P podcast. <laughs> My favorite part of this week was like, Phillies made it to the World Series and lost. Union made it to the MLS Cup and lost. Eagles made it to the Super Bowl and lost. The Flyers are the Flyers. <laughs> like that's yeah. Nothing good to say. Like the Sixers can't get out of the second round. <laughs> and the Flyers are doing their best. They're trying their hardest. And that's really all you can say because it's been 10 useless years of uh, stink. Yeah, of not fun. Uh, well, you know what uh, You know what Chuck Fletcher says about that. And if you're not down with that, Philly's got two words for you. All right, that's all for us, folks. We'll see you next week. Remember to like and subscribe. Follow on Spotify anywhere you listen to the podcast. Leave a review if you can. Uh, thanks for listening. Doyle, you want to close this one out? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find us on Twitter at MNP pod. Um, what is that? The Instagram handle as well, Jeffrey MNP pod. Yes. Okay. And, um, these episodes will continue to be released on Mondays and, uh, go flyers, I guess. Yes. Also, if you manage to go to punchlines.ai.com, type in any opening line, generate three jokes, and send them to Drew and tell them we told you to tell him he needs the help. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.